Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Joel and then from the book of Michael, but we'll begin with the book of Joel, the 27th and 28th verse. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I, the Lord, am your God and there is no other. And my people shall never again be put to shame. Then afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And then from the book of Micah 6, verses 6 through 8. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings and calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with a thousand of rams and ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to do love, kindness, and walk humbly with your God? Word of God to the people of God. Church, you look quiet out there this morning. Are you with me? Yeah. There we go. We appreciate everybody being here today and to, to uh, worship God in the house or online. Uh, we're glad you're chosen, you've chosen to worship with Good Shepherd this morning. Um, everyone who's worshiping with us, whether you're online or, or in the house, is, is a part of the Good Shepherd family, and we thank you for being here. Um, if you're, it's your first time with us, welcome to the family. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, please come in online, and, and uh, if you're in person, it's okay to shout out in the house so that, that we know you're here. But let's take a moment this morning for us to wave at each other here in the house and make sure we're good and awake, that we're waving to our folks online, to make that family connection so that, so that we know we are a part of each other wherever we are. I'm Pastor Regina, and, and uh, I enjoy, I'm looking forward to spending the next few minutes with you. I hope you've been praying this week about those God-sized dreams and, and, and the listening for the direction God is giving to us. Have you ever noticed that dreams are a big deal in Scripture? Yes? No? Maybe? Okay, there we go. Dreams usually foreshadow some major event in biblical history. They lead us to change in direction for the future of the faithful followers. Now, we spent last week focused on dreaming big, dreaming those God-sized dreams that, that don't, do not limit God and what God has planned in the life of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. God's unlimited possibilities are, are beyond anything that we as humans could dream up. Focus goals and following through action Risk ta- holy risk-taking, authentic examination, and transparent unity is our pathway to discovering and acting upon God's guidance and our next steps. As we spent time last week at the end of the sermon praying for God to reveal us a, a God-sized dream, we placed those revelations on, on boards after a time of praying and listening. We also we did this as a as an act of willingness to be obedient to God's direction and call. Now we would be a bit arrogant to think that that God would only speak in that brief time that we took to pray and to listen last week. And my hope is that you continue to to pray and listen throughout this past week and will continue to do so in the days ahead. 
If you were not here last week and didn't have an opportunity to write your dream down, do it now. It doesn't have to be on that sheet that we gave out last week. Just just do it. There's plenty of stuff there in the pews that you can write. Or, or send it in online. Write something down that, that God speaks to you and, and send it to us. Either email it to us or mail it to us and we'll see that it gets uh, on the board. If God speaks to you uh, at some random moment driving down the vet or in the shower or wherever it is that you spend time talking with and listening to God, write it down. Wherever you are, write it down. A word, a phrase, a thought, a, a sentence, or a full paragraph. Whatever God gives to you, write it down. It will be amazing to see what God is collectively stirring up among us. God's dream is big. Our hearts are open. May our obedience be complete. Our, our dream boards will, will remain in the narthex. I know you saw them when you came in this morning and in the entrance area near the office throughout the month of February, leading us up to our visioning day with, with Ron Martoya on March 11th. Good Shepherd's leadership will begin organizing and preparing these God-sized revelations and the collective dreams that are bubbling up among us in order for us to focus on our future together. But let's not limit God to this only few minutes of praying and, and listening that we did last week. Let's think for a moment about what happens in Scripture once someone has a dream. In most scriptural dreams, God reveals God's self to God's people. Throughout, God's, uh, throughout Scripture, God speaks through dreams and, and the dream recipient must choose to believe, respond, and act into, in order to understand the message of the dream. Then they must respond in a, an appropriate manner or be obedient to the call within the dream. Nebuchadnezzar's dreams revealed the fall of earthly kingdoms. Joseph of the Old Testament dreamt of years of abundance followed by years of famine, resulting in the ultimate provision for many by the wisdom of God's appointed servant. The dreams of Joseph of Nazareth and his choice of obedience led to the birth of Christ the Savior, whose life, death, and resurrection changed the world. And then to the fulfillment of the prophecy as, as to which the, re, re, the region from the Messiah would come. So what is our dreams at Good Shepherd? And what do they reveal about the vision God has in our future? We cannot expect a, a full flash of insight and with only a five-minute exercise to solidify our future endeavors. God can do that, but we can't expect that to happen. Yet we can expect for God to be in the moments, in the days and in the weeks ahead and allow us time to listen if we allow time for God to speak with us. Our, future for, our scripture from Joel this morning reminds us that even in the worst of times, when all seems lost, that God's Spirit will pour, be poured out on us, that, God, that the sons and daughters will prophesy, that old folks will dream dreams and, and young folks will see visions. Good Shepherd United Methodist Church has broken through some challenging times. Now it is time for dreaming and visioning. All of us, young and old and in between, must be diligent in our prayers and authentic to, and, and attentive to, to God's revelation for our dreams and visions. Like I said last week, we, we don't need to think small or limit our dreams uh, that, uh, to what each of us might want to see happen at Good Shepherd. 
We must think beyond our own thoughts and allow those impossible sounding dreams of God to take hold of our very being, to wake us up at night and to ignite a flame in our souls that cannot be quenched until we are obedient to God's vision for us all. Now, in a very cursory look at the thoughts that surfaced from our prayer exercise last week, there were almost a hundred dreams that were turned in. And these ideas fell into about six categories. Eternal action, external action, community-focused action, mission-focused action, expansion opportunities, and some actions in which we are already participating. All of these dreams, however, required for us to act. Action is the outcome of dreaming. We cannot simply dream, form an idea, and then wait for it to happen. We must take and make an effort to to connect our dreams to the needs of the community that we serve. So we ask ourselves this morning, do we really know what the community of Hendersonville needs? Do we really know how many other places are addressing those needs? Are we connected to agencies and advocates that, that can educate us on, how, on the true needs that are out there? We don't need to make the mistake of planning ministries that we think are needed, but that are not true needs at all. We have work to do. We have work to do to discern what the needs of Hendersonville are and the surrounding areas are and how we can best meet those needs and how God is calling us to meet those needs. Some needs may be outside the box of our comfort zone, but God-sized dreams usually are. God-sized dreams call us out of our pews and, and, and our cozy, neat boxes of contentment. As we begin to watch and discuss the chosen on Wednesday nights, we're meeting a Jesus that some of us are, are, are thinking, ah, that's, that's the Jesus that I really want to know. But that's not the Jesus that, that I learned about in Sunday school. That's the, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's, watch the chosen and come join us on Wednesday night so we're having some really neat discussions. But what we're, who we're meeting was a Jesus that didn't spend a whole lot of time with religious folk. He spent time with, with, uh, an enormous amount of time, most of his time, not just a little bit of his time, but with folks who are outside the norm of society. Those who are seeking relationship of, of any kind. And those who, uh, who have said, have said, who society have said is unworthy of acceptance and love. Maybe our God-sized dream will lead us to unexpected places and unexpected people. Now, the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had was a bit unsettling for the rulers of earthly kingdoms. Joseph's brothers were not too impressed that his dream, of his dream that elders would bow down to the younger folks and the younger brother would eventually be the one to whom the elders looked. Joseph of Nazareth's dreams led to the confirmation after much confusion about Mary's announcement of pregnancy. And then, and then he again had a dream that affirmed the faith step that he took as he led, uh, as he needed to flee for the safety of his family into Egypt. Dreams stir up the faithful. They lead us to action when we are obedient to those God-sized dreams that are placed before us. So, how is it that we determine what it is we're called to do? How do dreams become ideas and ideas result in action? 
How is it we decide to approach this long list of dreams and visions and organize them into action steps? We must look to the Scripture and the examples of Jesus. We must love above all else. We must spend time with those who need to be loved and accepted. We must step into those uncomfortable places and tackle uncomfortable situations with love and grace and mercy that only God can provide. We can look to our scripture from Micah today when when we ask about how to honor God and what God requires of his followers. We must do justice. We must love kindness. And we must walk humbly with our God. The examples of Jesus show us how. So as we discern these God-sized dreams, may we temper them with love, justice, and humility, honoring God in all that we attempt. May we humbly step out of our comfortable places and seek to mingle with those who need love and justice. It's important that we continue to pray for God to reveal God-sized dreams to us. We also need to pray about how to take action once we discern these God-sized dreams. So as we come to the communion table this morning, the question for today and for this week is how do we take action on our God-sized dreams? How do we take action on our God-sized dreams? The altar is going to be open as as we come to communion, but also as we spend some time in prayer trying to find the answers to those questions. So let us enter into a time of communion at the table where God leads us. Because God, you know, in God's infinite wisdom, knows that we're human. God knows that, that we, are, we will fall short in everything that we are attempted to do as we dream, as we discern, as we, as we try to do our best. But you know what? God sets a table for us. God invites all of us to this table. Because it is the table of Christ. It's not the United Methodist table. It's not Good Shepherd's table. This is Christ's table. And all of us may come. So in a few minutes here, as we, as we begin to prepare ourselves to eat this holy meal together, let us take a moment as we confess our sins before God and allow God to assure us that we are forgiven. Let us pray. God forgives us. God knows our hearts and God knows our desires to, to be a follower of God. And when, when, when those, those disciples sat down at the table that night, they were a mixed bag like, like we all are here today. And God spread a ta- or Jesus spread a table for those good, bad, ugly, broken people that sat around the table with him. And he said, you know what? I'm going to change things up for you in a little while. But as we do this, I'm going to take this bread. And I'm blessing this bread. And God gave it to those disciples and he said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then as, as he uh, moved on through the dinner, he took, uh, he took a cup. And this was the cup of, of blessing and he did something very different with that cup. He, he broke, from the, broke from the norm, broke from the ritual. And he said, 
This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many. He gave thanks to God for it. And he asked God to bless this cup and asked those disciples to remember what, God, what Christ was doing for them every time they drank this cup and to remember the act of salvation. Let us pray together. Holy and awesome God, we come to you this morning in, in our, our brokenness as humans, but we come as a forgiven people, forgiven by you, to know that you are with us. Lord, we ask for you to pour out your Spirit on us today, just as you have promised in Scripture to pour out your Spirit on all those who follow you. Pour out your Spirit on these gifts of bread and, and cup that, that they may become your presence in our lives. And that as we, take, as we partake of this meal, we are filled with you. Lord, may, may we be filled with you and your Spirit so that we can go out into the world and let others know about you. These things we ask in your precious name. Amen. If those who are helping me this morning in communion will come forward. Take a piece of bread and then we'll dip it in the cup so that then the altar is open. Come to the altar this morning as you, as you take this body and this blood which is given in God's, in God's time in remembrance of God's mighty acts. And spend some time at the altar praying just how it is God is calling us to act. options available and single serving options available if you're uncomfortable with intention come now and feast at the table of grace
be seated for just a moment. We have a, an official um, welcoming of Miss Linda Patterson. She's been with us for quite some time now, but she is officially transferring her membership to, uh, to Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. <laughs> and we ask you one question as you come to us from uh, the Baptist faith. Will you be loyal to this congregation of the United Methodist Church? and uphold it with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. All right. So let's welcome Miss Linda uh, into, officially into the family. Thank you, Miss Linda.
May we go out with God's light so that we may shine in the darkness for God's glory. Amen.